Welcome to the Generous Marriage Podcast. Fight less, feel appreciated, and have a deeper connection with your spouse. And now your hosts, Shachar Erez and Ziv Raviv. Hello and welcome to Generous Marriage Podcast. Hi, I'm Ziv Raviv. And today with me is Kelly Whip from Florida. Kelly Whip is an executive in MomsMakingSixFigures.com and has a very interesting backstory, also working in a company that is a very interesting name. Hello, Kelly. Hi there. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. And I know that your, your story personally is very related to what we're talking about in this season, which is the relationship between relationships and how supportive they are and how well well the like how the communication is very efficient like very supportive and efficient and, and open and and loving and business and life right like this whole things collide and, and affect one another and i think that just you know your personal story is is relevant and then later on we'll even talk about how the company that you, that you work for is kind of aware of the of the importance of uh fulfilling yourself uh, as a woman. So tell me a little bit about your background story, please. Yeah, sure. So I come from a very traditional corporate background. I started off in the business world from a really young age. I think it was the one thing as a kid that I knew I could do. I could excel in the business world. And so all the way through school, through my undergraduate, I began working and quickly moved through the ranks in the business world, working in almost every different department within a corporation. And I absolutely loved it and and completely thrived. I met my husband at the time during that business journey. And it was an interesting ride for the two of us. Both of us were very, very business driven. We lived pretty much parallel corporate lives, really advancing through the ranks of a business world, having tremendous success from a financial and and a business resume perspective. And through that process, I noticed a couple of interesting things. We definitely worked really well together in the fact that we would both go and, and work really hard during the day. And then we'd come home and we'd have our responsibilities divided out at home and things were very efficient, right? Things were very financially fruitful, had children and things really started to shift. And I think it's probably why Moms Making Six Figures resonated with me so well was that all of a sudden I hit this point in my career where I was no longer growing in the corporate world. I had these beautiful children at home and I felt kind of broken in many ways from not being at home with them. And and, but yet having this fuel or this energy that I received from the workplace. And now I'm, I'm stuck. I was stuck in this very weird spot. And it was the first time I really looked at my marriage and realized something's not right with that. But I made the assumption that it was the children that was causing kind of that energy and that disconnect. So the very first shift I made was getting out of that corporate world and moving into more of that entrepreneurial area in that arena where I had more flexibility. I had more opportunity to be a mom first, right? And have my children be the number one priority and work become second, which it was very reversed in the corporate world. And during these years of that transition, I realized that my, my, career kind of plateaued. It was good, right? I I moved into that entrepreneurial world and it gave me a little bit of a 
burst of energy and I had tremendous success right away. But then I hit that same plateau that I was feeling in the corporate world. Yet the kids were getting a little bit older, right? Nothing really had shifted. And it was an interesting time. It was the it was the the, the second time that I realized that my the relationship that I was in, while there was nothing wrong with it, it wasn't a abusive relationship. It wasn't a controversial relationship. We just lived very parallel universes that kind of ran side by side to each other. So the energy and the communication just didn't exist. And that began a huge exploration for me from a personal deep dive inwards to understand what is it that I needed as a person, as an individual, and as a woman that was going to help me not only thrive in my personal relationship, but with my children and then with my business. And that's kind of where the journey began. And uh, just to, to recap, you, you got to this point in your career back in the corporate world where you felt the plateau and you also felt this huge struggle within you. This voice was calling you to be with your kids, to prioritize your kids. And the work that you were doing in the corporate world was not going to to allow that to happen in a way that was fulfilling for you. And you made this huge decision back then with your, your husband back then. How, was the, like how did he receive your decision to quit? I think like most people, when you tell somebody that you're earning at the time, it was you know, a very fruitful six-figure income that you want to walk away from that to go do something drastically different, right? To, to start a business from ground up. I think most people's first reaction is no, <laughs> no, you're not going to do that. He quickly got on board with it. I think he got on board with it because I didn't really give him a choice. I knew that's what I needed to do. And it was, well, okay, but you have six months to show me that this can work. And I think part of my My initial drive was just to prove that I could do that. And that probably helped, but it wasn't the energy of a true partnership. It was this energy of, I've got to prove this so that I can do this. Not, I've got this support underneath me. I've got this person who believes I can do anything in the world. It was, you've got six months. Let's see what you can do. Yeah, I, I have to say that it does sound from a business standpoint as, 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 as a person that sometimes do coaching and look at goals and plans and try to help people fulfill them. Sometimes six months is just not enough to build a, a business, to, do, to raise something from scratch, to, to give birth. You need nine months. Like really, a business is more complicated than, okay, I'm looking at the clock. Come on, you're losing time here. Get, get, get results. And of course, uh, I understand that there are concerns that there's mortgages and bills to pay and all sorts of things. I understand that uh, this is a hard decision to build a business. That's why not everyone do that. But I can, I, I, I can understand your, the emotional energy in the situation where I can relate to you making your own decision at the first place. And I can relate to you wanting to prove that you can, but also that you, you do it somewhat for yourself, isn't it? It was a lot for myself, but I think there was a huge part of it that was for my kids. Mm. It, was, it was a lot of, I like being successful. I like being able to contribute, but I also wanted to be able to have that opportunity to be able to watch my kids 
make their first milestones, right? I wanted to be the one that could pick them up at school or drop them off or was giving them their baths or feeding them a food for the first time. And so there was this huge internal pull because while I loved being successful, I needed to figure out a way to be able to have that and still be the mom that is so innately driven inside of me. And it, it struggles, right? It goes back and forth. And there's times that I just want to be a mom and I have no interest in the work. And then other moments, it's, it's I really want that, that business world that I've grown up in and that I feel successful in. So I think there was an internal drive for myself personally, but a lot of it was wanting to be able to show my kids that as they got older, that you can make a decision. <laughs> And it could be so off the wall, but if you put the actions behind it, you can, you can have the work-life balance that everybody talks about, that it is actually does exist, that it's not just that proverbial thing we hear people talk about. Is it easy? No, it wasn't easy. There was not, there was, there was so many times where I questioned if it was the right thing to do, but I can tell you now, nine years later, it was the best decision I ever made. Why? Why? My kids don't remember the nanny that we had when they were little. They don't remember, you know, the struggles of me flying in at the last minute and the nanny being upset because I had a meeting run late and I had a boss yelling at me and my kids talking to me and I'm trying to mute them and keep them quiet. They don't remember any of those, those episodes. They just know mom's always around. Mom's home. Mom's got a job. And there's sometimes where we can't walk into her office or she's telling us to be quiet behind the scenes. But if we need her, she's there. And as kids get older, I always thought that when they were younger, it was harder when they were younger. I think as they get older, my kids need me more and more. And to know that no matter what, I'm going to be able to be there for them is just the biggest reward I could ever ask for. You know what, while you were uh, sharing that moment with uh, like hushing your your kids or, or like, being yelled at by the boss as, as you know that you will be making your nanny frustrated as well and all that situation. I remember when I was in the corporate world and working anything between 12 to 16 hours a day on certain times, on certain projects and so on. And we had a baby back then, our first baby, and we, we woke her up when daddy came home from work so that we could do the bathing together and have a moment together. But for, for years, I remember that as like, you're not supposed to wake up your daughter just so that daddy will spend time with her uh, because he's working these crazy hours in the corporate world. And uh, later on, when I, when personally I became an entrepreneur and, and worked from home and I, and, and again, like they remember daddy at home. They remember this whole uh, life, like, like we eat lunch together and that's just a crazy transformation. To go through, and and so you've decided to do a, this, to take this leap of of faith, and to put your kids in, like to listen to your instincts and to honor them, and to put your kids in a higher priority. And, and there's so many rewards I can see that. But it must have been scary, maybe just as scary later on. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but but when you've decided to divorce. And you've decided to understand your own needs, um, your needs for connection and your needs for support and your needs for warmth or, 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 or for like not just being, not just living with roommates, but living in a partnership, as you've said, but still, you know, thriving uh, by yourself 
and raising two kids, that is something that is must have been scary. Can you share with us a little bit about how that felt like going through this process? Yeah, so it, it was an interesting process, right? I made the shift out of corporate into this entrepreneurial world. And I thought that might fix the fact that our marriage was truly just roommates, really great roommates, mind you. We were fantastic. Everything just flowed from that perspective. But we were truly just roommates. There was not conversation. There wasn't a love a true love at the core of it. There was an appreciation and a love as a person, but it was very different from the partnership that I knew in my heart that was missing. And it took many years of me fighting that, trying to figure out how to make it work. Because the last thing I wanted to do was one, hurt this man. He was a wonderful man. He's a good man. He's an amazing father. So there was nothing that I needed to ask of him to change. It was who he was and it was who I was. And I didn't want either one of us to change to make each other work. It was either going to figure out how that energy needed to connect and flow that we could still be our own selves for each other, or I knew I needed to make a shift. And it took a lot of time. It was years of, of personal work, of development, of listening to a variety of different mentors throughout the world that are just known for relationships and for their different aspects of it. And I kept trying different things and trying to figure out how to make that energy work. And finally, I got to one, a, a point one day where I just said, it's not ever going to be there. It's just not there. And there's nothing wrong. And that was the hard part. A lot of times I think in a marriage, people are waiting for, or they even make something bad happen <laughs> to try to create the blow up. And And I didn't want that for either one of us. And we had lots of conversation, eventually decided divorce was the right path. And it was hard for the kids. It was hard for him. It was hard for me because, again, it wasn't a hatred that was driving us apart. And when you are an entrepreneur and you know that when all of this is final, that that mortgage was going to be on me, the house, you know, the, the payments, the, the life that I had created was now going to be split in two. And I had to create that on my own. And luckily we were able to go through that divorce very collaboratively. There wasn't any angst or fighting and we were both very cordial with each other. And I think that was a huge aspect of it. But the other thing I think was a real key piece of it was that it wasn't rushed. And so when everything was final, We both had a bit of peace with it. And so it gave us the ability to then kind of move on to the next. And yes, it was scary. <laughs> I think any change is scary, even if you want it, even if you know it's the right thing, that shift and that change is always the unknown. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people get stuck not making that shift because of the fear of the unknown versus just going, yeah, it's going to be scary. And everything always finds its way and you just have to trust and go. And I think I just did. I just trusted and, and moved forward. And I kept kind of expecting my business to change right away to see that growth in my business happen again. I kind of thought, okay, once everything settles, the divorce settles, I get comfortable in the new home, the kids get settled. I'm going to see things just naturally go up. I, I kind of anticipated that to happen. And it actually didn't right away, which was an interesting, an, an interesting learning point for me. I kind of expected that to happen. Okay, I'm not stressed anymore. I can work out. I can do this. I can do that. All of these things that should naturally provide me that energy and that drive to want to go kind of drive my business again. It didn't happen right away. So can you tell us 
like what happened that made that change? What helped you get, you know, away from the plateau again and, and get to the point where you're growing again your business? Yeah, and maybe it would have happened on its own naturally at some point, right? But I did meet someone, which is pretty amazing. I, I kind of anticipated it would take years. <laughs> I kind of wrote it in the books. I'm going to be single for a long time, maybe forever, because I had a pretty clear picture in my mind of what a real partnership looked like. And I wasn't going to settle. And what I wanted wasn't a visual look of a person or even a particular personality. What I was looking for was the energy in the relationship. And I was looking for a relationship that allowed not just communication, but an, a level of support where the whole world could blow up. You know, you've got that one person that you can grab their hand and go, we got this. We're going to, we'll get through it one way or the other. I've got you. And we don't live in a world where I think we allow ourselves not to be codependent on somebody, but I think we've gotten fearful of being dependent on somebody. And I knew that if I was going to go back into a partnership, into a relationship, it was going to be one where I could lock arms with that person and say, we've got this no matter what's going on. Well, I did. I ended up finding that person. And perhaps my business would have shot up anyway, but there was something about finding that person and all of a sudden having somebody by my side that didn't just look at me and say, you can do whatever you want, but looked at me and said, you've got me. Whatever you need to do to have you excel, I'm there to support you. And that shift in that energy, it's almost like I, I, I've got a whole new extra shot of adrenaline every day that just allows me to get up and be the best version of myself. Can you look at like today at these days and share with us what makes you in your relationship with your husband feel supported? Yeah, there's lots of things. Let me think. So when, you, when I look at our relationship and I look at the things that we do every single day, it's not these big momentous, you know, he brings me home flowers all the time or you know, these just drastic, costly things. It's small things. I could be on a conference call or a webcast and a note just slips over onto the table saying, I'm really proud of you. And all I did was do the job that I, I do anyway, or he'll be hearing a conference call that I'm on or a Zoom that I'm on or a podcast that I'm on. And He'll comment later about something that I said, and he'll think about what I said and talk to me about that aspect. So it becomes a conversation, not just, hey, I'm proud of you, or hey, you know, you, you look pretty today, because all of those things are really nice, but it becomes much more of a conversation. I heard you say this, and it made me think, and we have this really fruitful conversation on the topic. We don't always agree, believe it or not. There's a lot of actually pushing each other to expand our mind, to think about things differently. But one of the things he always says to me is I'm not trying to pick the flower of the garden. I want you right where you are. I want you to be growing and blooming just the way you are. And if all I need to do is water that to allow you to... Many other women through that company, momsmakingsixfigures.com, is based on this value where a, a woman can be the best version of herself even when she's a mom, even when she decides to prioritize that. It's not just any, any woman making six figures you chose to help specifically moms. Can you tell me a little bit about, you know, is there a downside 
for choosing to do that? Do you get criticized maybe for, you know, um, maybe for, for all sorts of reasons like why, why moms, why not dads or why moms and not young women that are not moms? So what, what is it about parenthood that uh, you're only helping parents? So like, do you get criticized sometimes around that? Not so much around that. I mean, I think we always do get the joke from the guys that, you know, do you work with dads making six figures? What about dads making billions? You know, we get we get the jests and things like that. And that's fine. I think the interesting part is that instantly people's guards go up because if you work from home, then you've got to be doing one of those things. And one of those things can hurt people and instantly people get really nervous. And so there's a little bit of a shift and really recognizing the fact that people maybe have been hurt in other stay-at-home models or whatever it is they've done. And that's fine. We get it. We understand. So our job isn't to try to influence anybody to make a decision. Our job is when that woman comes to us and says, help me. I want to be home with my kids, but I need an income that I can actually rely on, something that I know works, something that if you give me the plan and I just put the hard work into it, I can do those are the women we want to help. And granted, a man can come and we will help them. And somebody who doesn't have children, we're happy to work with them. We focused on moms because it's an interesting and it's a hard place to be, right? There's lots of moms who have that innate drive that I do, which is to be a mom, but at the same time, either have a drive to bring in an extra income or some additional way to help their family, or it's a necessity and they need it. We live in a world today here in the States, you need two incomes in most areas to be able to live. And you can get past on one, but it's living basically at the poverty level for most people. And so two incomes is really just the common. And for families who are trying to raise their their children and, and want to be able to do that in a way where the mom has the great influence on that, it's a battle. And so we've chose to help moms because we want to be able to bring them home to their lives and give them that option. But we're happy to work with anyone. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask about uh, going back to, you know, w- what are some of the tips that you can say to women that are struggling in their businesses or in their careers? Maybe they are working from home already, but they are struggling and they there's something about the relationship or their lives that can be be done better. Like what would be an advice that you give for a woman like that? I think the first thing is to really understand why. Why are you in the career you're in? Why are you building the business that you're building? Why are you in the relationship you're in, right? Whatever, wherever the, the rub happens to be, you have to kind of step back and look at it and say, well, why am I even here? Why am I putting all of this energy into it? For me in the corporate world, what made me kind of make that first decision to leave the corporate world was when I asked myself, why was I here? It wasn't because I loved my job necessarily. I liked it. There was lots of parts of my job I enjoyed, but I wasn't in a career that I loved. I was there because I kind of fell into it. I kept growing in my position and moving into different arenas and given more opportunities. And all of that felt good, right? All of that advancement and growth felt good. So why I was there wasn't because I had set a goal out and said, this is what I want to do. This is what's going to fuel me. I was there by default in a lot of ways. I was there by default. So if my why was, well, it's a paycheck and yes, it's a good job. And I like the people that I work with. It quickly made me realize in that aspect, 
that maybe I needed to really think about what is it that I wanted to do? Why would I be working outside of just the paycheck? Why would that fuel me? And that's where that first shift happened was when I realized that a job by default wasn't really wanted, right? That wasn't what I was passionate about. When it came to my marriage, I went to that same question. Why am I here? Well, for me at that point, I was there because we had made a commitment and I am one of those people who sticks by my commitment. And it really kind of hurt at every core level to break a commitment. But when I looked at it and said, was I there because I love this person and this was the person I knew from the beginning I wanted to be with my whole life? No, that was never the reason we got married. It sounds terrible saying it out loud now. And, you know, I never wanted to hurt him. He was never somebody that even to this day, you'll ever hear me say something negative about. He's an amazing man, but we didn't get married because the two of us were in love. We got married because our kind of business worlds and our lifestyles and everything just kind of worked and there was nothing wrong. So that's when I realized, hmm, that's not really the, the marriage and the partnership I want. So again, my why was off. You know, so I think no matter where the, the, the rough comes, it starts with understanding why are you even there? And is that energy and the passion and the reason you're doing it? Because if the answer is you're in love with this person and this person you care about, but something's off, then you need to stick through it. You got to work through it. You got to figure out all of the whatever junk, right? Life throws us junk. And so you just got to stick through it and figure it out. But if, if the why is that you're just there by default, then you got to probably look at, is this the place for you? You know, uh, we're, we're, we're kind of wrapping up now. And I just want to say, Kelly, you look like a happy person these days. Why, why are you happy? I think because I know why I'm where I am for everything that I'm doing. I'm at home with my kids because I want to be home with my kids. I'm in the relationship I'm in because I want to be there. I do the job that I do every single day because I love helping women and I love women to be able to, to see that fuel back on fire. So everything I'm doing is aligned. And when something gets off, I just go back to that question. Why am I here? And I just figure it out. And it does. It makes life so much happier and more joyful. Kelly Whip from MomsMakingSixFigures.com. Thank you so much for being open here and, and sharing with us your story and giving hope to a lot of women out there. And, and I think also to a lot of men that uh, can be inspired by this. Is there anywhere that people can go to uh, to learn more about what you do? Sure. I and mean, go to momsmakingsixfigures.com. If you do forward slash Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-E, -E, it will take you to me and you'll be able to find me. And we'll put the, uh, some, something special in the show notes of today on generousmarriage.com if you want to like pick up the conversation and see a little bit more about uh, this idea of uh, working from home and being a mom and making six figures. It all, all can actually coexist in a happy way, in a place where you know what is your why. Thank you again, Kelly Whip, and see you guys next week on the Generous Marriage Podcast. Bye-bye. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye.